Hi, this is David Sweet, CEO and founder of Focus Core Japan. And if you were like many of the APAC leaders that I speak to, you're struggling in Japan to find the right talent. You get bombarded with irrelevant resumes or a lack of resumes altogether. I would like to invite you to discover the power of Focus Core's retained search. Let Focus Core help you swiftly secure top tier talent in this candidate short market. I'd like to invite you to shoot me an email and explore how we're different. And with a 100% refundable trial, we can revolutionize your hiring process today. Now, on to our podcast.、Uh, go to Lazy Dinner. Uh, that would be last night、uh, a bag of Cheetos and a, and a can of beer. Welcome to the Focus Core podcast. I'm here with Brad Corbett, MD of Motionworks. Welcome, Brad. Thank you. Thanks for having me, David. How are you? Good. I can't complain these days. At least today's a good day, right? If you、Stay、got me、here. on a different day, it would be different. You're on the podcast, so it's a great day. <laughs> so,、uh, you, I, learning about you, which was fun,、I've, you've been here for ages. I didn't realize you'd been here since、uh, 1990. Yeah, I don't like to publicly admit it、uh, because people start doing the math. But、uh, yeah, it's a bit crazy that、uh, I, I, I guess what, one year. After the, the emperor left, <laughs> started or something. That's pretty embarrassing. But yeah, yeah.、Um, a lot has changed since then. So came over in 19, around 1990. Yikes. So,、um, yeah, you, so you came over when you were three. And then、um, <laughs> actually, so why, don't you, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so why don't you lead us through、uh, your your? Your path to your current position and, and give us an introduction to yourself and to Motionworks, please. All right. Thanks for that.、Um, yeah. I mean, my, my resume, if I were to actually do it, would be about 16 pages long. But、um, yeah, try and keep it down to a minimum. But yeah, the short story is、uh, originally I'm from St. Louis, Missouri.、Uh, grew up in the same house, same place、uh, until I was about、uh, 18, then jumped into college. And college was uh, fun, uh, probably a bit too fun. And then、um, I was on academic suspension for a couple of semesters. And out of the blue, I got a call from a, a US Navy recruiter and said, Hey,、uh, you want to meet up? And it was like, seemed like a good, good time get kicked out of college or, or join the military. So、uh, I decided to drop out of college and join the US Navy. And、uh, what, eight weeks later, I ended up、uh, in Japan. Huh. I pulled out my atlas and figured out where Japan was since I was in the middle of the United States and didn't get out much.、Uh, <clears throat> and、um, I've been here more than my more of my adult life than I have in the US. <laughs> yeah. And、uh, yeah, that was,、uh, <clears throat> that was my journey to Japan. So I, I'm probably one of the few people that didn't,、uh, didn't come by choice. Yeah.、Um, but yeah, decided to stay and. Did seven years in the military and then、uh, kind of led my way to, to where I am now, which, which took quite a long time. But、um, yeah, through English teaching and
consulting and recruiting and then kind of ending up uh, where I am today. So that's, that's awesome. the short story. Great. So uh, just to you say Missouri or Missouri? <laughs> I say Missouri. Other people say Missouri. <laughs> it depends what, what side of the... Which the side room. of the... Right. <laughs> yeah. Got it. And uh, so MotionWorks is interesting. I mean, you and I kind of have uh, crossed paths because we're both passionate about employee branding. Um, from my side, it's, you know, I keep on asking my clients to do more employee branding. It's a, a semi semi free thing that you can do to recruit and it saves money on, on paying recruiters, which doesn't help me, but I think it's a good thing. Um, and, you know, you've set up MotionWorks, which is an exciting company to me that really uh, focuses on employee branding as well. Why don't you, you know, tell our listeners more about MotionWorks and, and what you guys do? Well, yeah, no, thanks for that. And, you know, going back to yours as, as well, I think uh, kudos to, to you for, you know, continuing the the employer branding bandwagon and kind of beating that drum as well, because it's 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 useful on that side. But yeah, I mean, uh, really, for me, MotionWorks, um, you know, when we say it enough time, we don't really catch it, but actually motion works, right? If you keep, that's recruiting. If you, activity is everything, right? And uh, employer branding is no different. And that's really what we found is is that if you if you keep plugging away, uh, even if it doesn't work, uh, eventually it will. Uh, and that's been kind of our mantra. So, but yeah, I, I kind of ended up, uh, probably last 10 plus years, probably 15 years, you know, traditional recruiting. I've been in agencies, uh, mm -hmm. recruiting, hiring, training, all that kind of stuff. So I've seen kind of all sides of the, of the agency side and yep. as well as the, the client side. And yeah, I think right around the time that, um, LinkedIn was acquired by Microsoft, that's when my sensors kind of started to go up, um, in terms of employer branding. I, I, I don't think we called it employer branding back then. It was something else, but yeah, when, when LinkedIn started to kind of post a lot of stuff, mostly from outside Japan, uh, you know, companies, you know, it turned into a branding platform, really yeah. a marketing and branding platform and not really a networking platform. And that, that's when I started to kind of, that was around 2016, something like that. And, um, yeah, since then, you know, we, we just had a chance. I was, I was at an agency called, um, Zencho agency. I think, you know, some people from there. Yeah. Um, and Robin Denerke, uh started up, and and that was uh, that was kind of a really good experience to kind of uh, experiment with a lot of stuff, right? Because I was I was mostly focusing on rec to rec there, mm -hmm. um, and that was a, kind of a big market there. But then, yeah, I kind of shifted over to employer branding. Actually, Robin asked us to uh, help him with you know branding the internal verticals within within Zencho, and that's that's where it kind of stemmed from. And and we. Um, I met up with a guy at the time that I worked with uh, that that had all the fancy gear and equipment. Uh, I don't come from a video or you know uh, artistic background at all, um, but he had all the gears, and and I kind of knew the the inner workings of the of the you know of the industry. So yeah, mm -hmm. we we started doing that, and we started interviewing you know people, the movers and the shakers within the verticals, um, mm -hmm. and that was really fun. I mean, it really for for starters, that was just fun to interview people and and get their sense of of what they do and and how well they know their industry, and that's kind of where it started. And then, uh, yeah, we 
you know, we, we did a couple of projects with them. And then, you know, for me, I, I just got a taste that I, I couldn't get out of my mouth. And, and I said, like, yeah, we're going to we're going to go on that path. So we just started up Motionworks. And that's really how it started up was was just a, a really good idea that we enjoyed doing. Mm. And we've been trying to do that ever since. So that's kind of where it's so when you started up jumping into looking at different industries and talking to different verticals within that. What what did you learn jumping into that business that you didn't expect? Um, it was interesting, right? Because I think the challenge for us at the time was we were we were interviewing people from very different um, you know sides of things like legal and pharmaceutical and all this kind of stuff, right? And honestly, the industry itself is isn't really that big of an issue, right? It's it's more about how they're um, how they're pitching their message to their their target audience, right? So. Mm-hmm. For for us, that's it's actually easy. It doesn't really matter the industry itself, um, and that that's what we try to do. Whether it's like recruiting agencies or direct hire companies, that's I, I think the the process is still the same. The message is also the same, but the the audience is going to be a bit different, right? So you have to kind of tweak it to, um, or you know, structure questions or or the content around the audience. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. So before we jump into content and and kind of process, let's look at Japan and and let's look at the employer branding landscape in Japan. What do you see going on in Japan? And then we can put that into context globally. What what's different here as well? Well, if you can imagine the Wild West and flat fields and tumbleweeds, that's the that's the employer <laughs> landscape in Japan. <laughs> that sounds like our, where we grew up, right? That that area, Midwest. Well, um, it's. I, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's non-existent. I, I think. Um, I think companies understand that employer branding is important. Mm-hmm. I think the the biggest thing is that they don't know what it is, uh, and. They don't know how to do it or implement it if they do know what it is, right? So that that's kind of where we are. I, I do think the recruiting agency side is really leading, um, you know, like with yourself and, and other companies that are really, you know, setting the benchmark for employer branding in Japan. I, I don't see a lot of like direct hire companies doing it. There, there are a few. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also depends on the budget, right? I mean, you, you see the big name companies, the global companies that have a lot of money that that to spend um you know they're starting to do that kind of stuff but a lot of it is coming from global and it's not being done uh locally so that that's kind of what i see i i do see that there is an interest in doing it um and there's a need but no one really knows how to to do it yet yeah so that's that's kind of where we are or that that's that's where i see the landscape is because it seems to me from what I, there are some, you know, really nice companies, I think in Japan, even executing very well, like LVMH um, has been doing a very good job Yep. and get their branding out. And they're doing a lot of grassroots stuff. Um, DHL in transportation mm. seems to have been doing things. But from my point of view, what I see is the strategy is at HQ yep. and it's an HQ strategy and they will either help or hinder 
Japan. <laughs> yep. And Japan can either get on that bandwagon or they leave it to chance. And oftentimes it's just disappears instead once it hits Japan because it's it's more trouble than the internal politics is worth to make it happen in Japan. Is that are you reading the same kind of things that I'm seeing? Oh, definitely. I mean, you know, you brought up a good point like LVMH and, and DHL are probably, you know, good examples, right? Where you know, I think that problem is that people in the market know their product or service, yeah, um, but they don't know what it's like to work there, mm -hmm. right? So, you know, it's not traditional branding. And I think this is where people get really confused on marketing and branding and employer branding. Employer branding is very different, right? I mean, maybe you know the company and the product, uh, but you don't know what it's like to work there, right? So employer branding really has to create that uh, a different brand around you know away from the actual service or, or brand right so i think like the bigger companies like dhl and lvmh or others that's what they probably struggle with is <clears throat> yeah you know our products but do you know what it's like to work here and do you know what we're looking for right yeah. and yeah like you mentioned as well yeah i i think the global i don't want to say stranglehold that that, that basically the hq puts on on local Entities, mm. And not just Japan, I see this across Asia and, and other places where, where you get, um, the intention is good that yes, we have to have our, our global brand and our global reach and everything has to be the same. But unfortunately, I think they're looking at it in terms of a, a branding thing like logo, feel, mm -hmm. marketing, and not an employer branding. Employer branding has to be local. Yeah. And and uh, yeah, I just don't see a lot of uh, people in companies being able to have the freedom to do that. Yeah, they want to do it. I've I've talked to a lot of TA and HR people that they want to do it, but they just don't have the flexibility or freedom or budget to to do that locally, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, like I think retail is excellent. Transportation again, they're both companies uh, industries where. There's a lot of uh, either arbeito part-time or uh, transitional workers within that industry. And so if you're opening up a shop and you're looking for people in shops and it's outside Tokyo, there's a challenge. Or you're opening up a warehouse and you need yeah. uh, people, you know, 50 people for a warehouse soon. You have to do something different. So let's let's back up because there's two things you, you talked about, and I think we need to cover them first. First what is employee branding let's start with the very basics what is it um i just think it's it's really just um your differentiator in the market to attract talent like you know why why should i join your company you know and and the answer is employer branding you know i mean if if you know as recruiters we're unfortunately we are delivering that message for the company a lot of times right mm -hmm. And, you know, if the recruiter is good, then that message or that brand is, is you know, respected. But in many cases, it, it's not, right? So I think that's the, that, that's the thing that companies should, should really understand is that, you know, they should create their own message and not let it go out through, um, you know, recruiters. And, you know, unfortunately, I shouldn't say that. But, but I, I, honestly, I think the stronger the employer brand is for the direct hire companies, the easier our job is as recruiters, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, it's not going to say that, um, 
yeah, like you know that that's it's going to open up the floodgates, and 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 you know you're going to get all these candidates. Yeah. But you know, going back to employer branding or your question is that that's really what it is is how they differentiate themselves and what their message is to uh, to be able to work there from from somebody completely different, you know, competitors in the market. Right. So, because I think you know some some people, some of our listeners, some companies may say, okay, well, this is branding is a marketing thing. Yeah. Um, hiring is an HR thing. Yep. And, and I'm a hiring manager, so I don't have to worry about that. One of those two departments are going to do it. And in reality, all three should be on the same page of trying to get good people within, into the company yeah. and, yeah. and branding. And it's, it's hard to, to mesh all that as well as, um, an international brand yeah, and yeah. be consistent with that branding as well. So, which leads us to how do you do it? And let's let's work with you, and then we'll we'll talk about how companies could uh, start doing it themselves as well. Well, I guess for what we what we don't do is like you know we we don't actually build career websites for for companies, right? That's not really what we do. Um, that's what we suggest in in terms of our strategy, if they want to sit down and say like, okay, how do we do this from A to Z? Mm-hmm. Then, then that's going to be there. We, we really focus on content and, and video and audio content um, because I just think that's, um, that's the hardest thing to do, to be honest. And it's also tends to be the most time consuming and, and expensive depending mm-hmm. on, on ways. But, you know, we've, we've worked things out where we can, you know, cut costs and, and help companies do it. Uh, but it is, it, uh, you know, that that's our kind of differentiator is that we're doing mostly uh, video and audio for, for companies. Great. Um, so, well, let's, let's touch on that in a little bit. Let's, let's start with what can, what should companies be looking at before they get to that point? Because like you said, they should have, maybe an employer website yep. and maybe use it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, I do see a lot of companies that, um, yeah, I, unfortunately I think that's where the market is right now. You know, you've got, you've got job boards um, and you've got these different channels and unfortunately they don't like you putting external links or external content yeah. on there that leads them away from that page. Right. So yeah. I, I think that's changing. Um, but yeah, if you if you are working with a platform that allows you to put in media content, audio, video, that that's great. Um, I think there are some platforms that are trying to do that, um, which is good. But yeah, I, I mean, it, it, let's essentially say that if you if you're starting from zero, yeah, a, a career landing page would be, you know, paramount. And a lot of times, you know, when you, when you go to companies, you have to go all the way down to the the footers, you know, to find <laughs> to find the 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 career site, right? Which is, you know, I understand from a website perspective that's that's where it should be. But um, yeah, you you almost have to have a separate website and platform for for career, uh, you know, mm-hmm. to get that traffic in, right? So I think most companies get that, and and for most intents and purposes, I guess they they have that. And if they're not, what I see is they're they're using LinkedIn for that or or other sites that allow that. Link, LinkedIn seems to be the most flexible. Mm-hmm. But then again, candidates aren't on LinkedIn, right? So not in Japan, right? That's a right, yeah, right. Yeah, I, I see, and like the 
careers page, I see a couple of things going on. One, international companies have international career sites, and we're posting jobs correctly in Japanese. Right. And so Japan talent acquisition HR teams aren't utilizing the global site because it's not search engine friendly. It's not representing really Japan. It's it's really looking at the global presence, not Japan. So you go down to the bottom of the careers page and it shoots you to HQ. And you find every state in the union, but nothing on the Japan, zero jobs in Japan when you know that there's 15 jobs in Japan. So that's a struggle. The second I do see is um, a lot of companies giving, are going to things like hire planner, giving a plug for a hire planner. They'll put together a page for you so that you have that landing page, which is great. And, And there's other agencies out there that will, you know, economically put together a Japanese specific page. And then that feeds into different um, places like LinkedIn. Um, and I know like LVMH again uses yep. that. So that works and it will work. The other part of that you'd mentioned about LinkedIn is I see a lot of companies paying for jobs, which I get it, but you're the, the ROI on it from my research of talking to clients is miserable. Yeah. So if you're trying to hire a CFO, that person's definitely not going to be on LinkedIn. And they're probably not looking for a job and they're not wanting to apply for your job. So one of the things that companies should be doing on LinkedIn is just posting their job on mm-hmm. their individual accounts yeah. or the page, right? They're not utilizing that and that's free. Yeah, I mean that that's the the catch twenty two with with uh, LinkedIn, right? I mean, I have a love hate relationship. I think everyone does with with LinkedIn. <laughs> is that, um, yeah? I mean, for example, you have an individual page, right? Mm-hmm. And and you may have like a big reach with that. Um, so yeah, companies are not utilizing just stuff that's free, and yeah. it works. For example, let's say you have a company of ten people, and everyone has a LinkedIn account but they don't have a company page or, yeah. or let's say they do have a company page. Um, you know, if everyone is sharing that content, right. Then that exponentially you, you're working with the algorithm from LinkedIn. That's what LinkedIn does, right. Mm-hmm. It gets your message out to a wider audience. Right. Um, so I think essentially uh, companies aren't doing that. They're, they're not relying on their own people to get that message out. Right. Yeah. Um, but also what I see, like you, you brought up the company landing pages issue, right? And, and I've talked to a lot of, um, you know, talent acquisition people, they're, they're posting jobs and then they're, they're leading them back to the, the landing page. But then that, the company landing page is linked to head, headquarters. So there's no local content, right? There's 600,000 followers on there and only 10 in Japan. Yeah. You know, so, so they, they should, companies should allow local LinkedIn pages. You know, mm. ABC Global and ABC Japan. Yeah. Even if you start with two people. So that that's one of the best ways to do that. Cause then, you know, your marketing teams and everything can post the local content on there. But even that is, you know, companies have a stranglehold on that. Yeah. Um, so just little things like that. And I I'd highlight around that that you because you mentioned the love-hate relationship with LinkedIn. Each industry is a bit different. And I know if I was on a retail 
if I'm, if I'm in retail, then your platform should be Instagram, not necessarily LinkedIn. So, you know, not to focus, I think, if you're a company and you're just starting on this path to find one platform that your your users, whoever you're trying to hire and who who follows you, because they're the ones that you will hire, whatever platform they're on, that's where you got to master that. So it could be, you know, Line, it could be Instagram. It doesn't necessarily need to be LinkedIn. We talk a lot about LinkedIn, but it's not necessarily the place to be. No. And if anything, you know, <clears throat> there should be more. <clears throat> I'll restate that one. There's <laughs> you're, well, you're this will right. be the edit, oh, editing okay. part. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why we have the coffee there for us. <clears throat> Edit, have another have another coffee um i got you choked up you're excited about this employee branding i usually have uh some kind of oh that's what i have my mitts my altoids actually coffee is the worst right because it makes you all right i'll pick it up no i mean before we start back in like that it is really it's how to get off linkedin really um that companies you, you should be wanting to get off linkedin yeah <clears throat> so right. what so going back so we got uh we got a landing page kind of created we're we're utilizing uh an, uh, a platform of some sort maybe it's an instagram it's linkedin what what do we do next brad well you you brought up Inst instagram and, and line and other ones right so i think that is also um part of the issue right G going back to the marketing team like maybe the marketing team has a really good grasp of putting out the content on these different platforms, but there's no analytics. There's no data on the engagement, right? And that's not being, or, or if there is data, it's not being told to the HR team or the talent acquisition team, right? Like, hey, we have all these followers on Instagram. Then you should be putting your content on Instagram. And not LinkedIn or these other things, right? But a lot of times, they're not sharing that information because they don't think it's their job, and mm. and and that's that's where like the talent acquisition team really has to work more closely with the marketing team because the marketing team probably has a good pulse on what is uh, being, you know, engaged with or followed or something like that, right? Um, but mm. a lot of times, I think that's where the uh, the gap is a lot of times. Um, but yeah, like you said, basically you have to put the content on every single platform um, in order to know what works and what doesn't. Yeah. And that's what they're not doing. Yeah. So I'm, uh, I might be an international brand, but only have, you know, 50 people in Japan. So I don't have a lot of bandwidth, not a huge marketing team, but so I'm, I'm really worried about the quality of my content, Brad talk around that what do, you know that's always a big uh challenge yeah. and people want to draw away from doing this because oh we can't do that kind of superstar quality what do you advise mm -hmm. around that um look I, I mean starting i think is is the the hardest part right and um you're never gonna get great content from the beginning and you know, I, I I could throw out. I mean, ourselves included. You know, the stuff that we did early. I, I think some of it was good, but you know, there were ways that we could tweak it and make it better, right? Um, 
other companies I've seen, like there's a progression, right? Um, yeah. And it should be. And you you have to tweak it and, and get it better. I mean, for us, the biggest um, crime, I guess, in in employer branding is is microphones and, and sound. <laughs> you know, we've we've seen really good content uh, from people, but the audio is awful or the the video is awful. Even that is better than nothing. You know, yeah. Uh, because yeah, I mean, audio is is you know they they can't forgive you for audio, but. Um, video and stuff, but again, if if somebody's telling you that and and you're you're making a conscious effort to improve upon it and those kind of things, uh, that that's the important step, and that's what mm-hmm. we've done with some companies is like, okay, you should be using this this kind of gear and and that kind of stuff, um, and then it, it starts to work. But yeah, I, you know, going back to you know your your question, I, I think that's the biggest um, the the starting block of where they should you know, want to to go there is in terms of don't be afraid to put out. I don't want to say don't be afraid to put out bad content, right? I, I think the the basis is that you, you shouldn't be afraid to experiment as long as you have the basics down. And and honestly, I, I think the the as long as you have a genuine message and you're transparent, then it, it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I- Genuine message and transparent, because I, I think my opinion is from what I've seen is, is interaction and looking at statistics, the best interaction comes when people are genuine and and transparent and the quality is not necessarily great. No, I, I'd, I think you'll get more interaction with a handheld camera than a still camera if the message is genuine. Yep. and and real and anytime that we put uh, for example for focus core if we put a a real photo versus stock photo yep. a real photo win every time definitely yeah um so i think the quality question is one that yeah you want to have quality and you want to get better and better but i love the experimentation that you you talked yep. about it stealing from you, you go out and see what other people are doing and it's like oh wow dhl is doing this really really well what are they doing and how can I do that without spending any money? Cause I know that they have a budget yeah. and as a 50 person company, I don't have that budget. How can I replicate parts of that and not try to do all of it at once? Well, it, it's true, right? I mean, a lot of times it, there is a risk. I mean, I I've um, you know, to, to name drop the, the higher planner and Fabian, he held um, an, a networking event, you know, just focused on employer branding. And, and you know, one of the uh, hosts on there was basically saying that, you know, they they allowed, they were comfortable with their employer branding that they actually allowed their employees to post content. And that's risky, right? Because, you know, you're, 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 yeah. you, know you don't know what's going to happen, but it was a good attempt um, at getting the message across. And I, I think a lot of companies, and that's what I've seen is, is companies that are doing that and, and trying to get the message out um it's really good yeah but again you you have to trust people as well right but you do have to censor it a bit and make sure like you know um it's in line with what the message is it's not that like it's vulgar or anything like that but more that it's in line with the actual employer branding strategy yeah yeah i think we've we do a lot of communication around what is appropriate what's not appropriate and i think that's important what so you get uh your 
your landing page, your, your own different media, uh, you're being consistent, you're, you're trying out experimenting new things. Now we come to uh, something that's probably passionate to you. Let's go to video and you start incorporating video and, and outside resources. What, what do you start looking at at that point, Brad? Um, yeah, I, I think the, the the biggest challenge is is getting people comfortable in front of the camera or the microphone. Uh, you, you get that a lot. I mean, a lot of times the people that you think will do well don't, <laughs> and the people that you you didn't expect to do well like knock it out of the park. So, uh, yeah, that's there's so many uh, hurdles when doing video and audio. Audio is a little easy audio is harder to fix actually uh video you can do the editing mm -hmm. um and you can do the troubleshooting and that that's a lot of times that we do when we go on site is you know there's always issues that come up um but you know those are those are secondary but yeah i mean if to implement audio and video on site um or even online uh yeah it's it it's it's a different dynamic and it's, it's a little more challenging than just knocking out a blog or um, putting out, you know, fancy job posts or something like that. Right. So, mm. but I, I do think, but, but, and, and you've probably can, can um, agree with this is that, you know, the content, if you do video or, or even original photographs or something, your engagement is, is going to be much higher. Yeah. Um, I think. Yeah. That's great. With uh, one of the other concerns with companies nowadays um, is diversity and inclusion, and making sure to really try to give different opportunities, bringing in new talent, new ideas, and and really trying to transform Japan from uh, where we're at. How does employer branding really assist companies to in their dni efforts yep that's a good question uh yeah again i i think it goes back to to being genuine right i mean uh, there isn't a lot of dn dni <laughs> in japan happening I, I i do see some happening but again i think they don't know how to approach it and they don't know really how to do it but for the companies that are at least acknowledging that they need to change and going back to that genuine approach that is content right there right if you say you know what we have 95% of our uh staff have traditionally been males uh but from 3 years ago we started to do this right and honestly that that's that can be in a blog that can be in a podcast that can be in a you can turn that into anything, right? So I, I think it's just really being creative and and looking at what what your company is doing that you really like and talking about it. You know, and a mm. lot of the DNI, you know, content is there, but a lot of people are missing it, right? That maybe they are trying to implement things where they have done things, but no one knows about it. Yeah. Right. So if you don't talk about it, no one's gonna know about it, right? So it's uh, to my mind when great content is when uh, companies really let you behind the curtain of what's going on is and we're we were here three years ago we're here now and we need to go so much further here's what we've done well here's the challenges because that's what we 
we all struggle with and and you show the path that you're going to take and you start recording that path um if if anybody's listening and really wants to uh steal a good idea for employee branding they can take brad and i's idea and say we're going to do the path of employee branding as our employee branding and start recording you know what you're putting on and trying to talk to home office and trying to get the landing page and and trying to get content up and the struggles that you have with that and be very honest around it and pe- people will engage with that and definitely as an employer that's a, a great way to attract people right well and especially in japan because it's just so what what i get on the candidate landscape and you you've thrown this out a bit as well with some of your polls that you that you did before right yeah. in terms of you know, candidates are just uh, uneducated and unmotivated to work with recruiters or apply or direct. You know, sometimes they get so frustrated that employer branding can, you know, clear the the air of why you should join that company. Yeah. Instead of being barraged with recruiters or or direct hire uh internal as well as agency side of like here's a job here's a job here's a job it's not really about that anymore it's not about jobs you know it's about peace of mind work-life balance all the touchy-feely things that people are talking about Mm -hmm. that's where i think that's where i see candidates are going silent right they they just don't know and they've just shut themselves off that's what i get a sense of anyway and they and employer branding can help lead them to you know that that path you know i mean it's as silly as that sounds yeah well i think it's when there's such a uh war on talent in japan and just really competition uh candidates getting multiple opportunities thrown at them i think you're you're spot on and companies might find that say that some of this might be expensive uh, employee branding and i find that it's just not Hmm. using a recruiter might be expensive i i can tell you that but if you're not you know these easy hires if you're not out there trying to get some of these easy hires without recruiters and doing it yourself uh you're going to it's going to be even more expensive Hmm. then when you do need an executive partner to help you fill the positions you already have that content and that helps as well and so when you start looking at the bucho or the c-suite those people will join because they see that these companies have been active in their branding so the roi on it is immense and i think the output is is very minimal to be able to do it consistency is key though well, and also like you you brought up a good point, and I think you've done this with some of your clients as well, that that you you put their name on it. And you you're 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 gonna help them with the the branding indirectly or directly, right? And maybe yeah. they can't do it themselves. And, and I think that's where maybe the industry I think is going is is really the recruiting agency should be helping the direct hire companies with that message, right? And if that means interviewing them or highlighting them on a page or something like that, that that's a great place to start. And, you, and you've done that uh, in the past. And I, I think that's a good you know, channel or stepping stone for, for good employer branding initiatives anyway. Sure. And, and I'm our, our agency, for example, is not gonna hire every position and most agencies aren't. 
And boy, I'd, I'm more than happy to, you know, help Coca-Cola hire a, a position because I want them to do well. And if I can't be a service on that role just because it's a different area or a lower level position, I want, right. you know, someone to go in and assist them. So, yeah, I think that's huge. Hmm. What uh, What's some of the best media content that you've you've done with uh with motion works um I, I mean we have worked with a, a lot of uh companies like i, I mean our we, we're trying to work with a lot of companies that um you know don't have a marketing team or or you know the mm-hmm. ways and means to do it so a lot of the on the recruiting side as well um but we have worked with like you know philip morse um here in japan and um a large some recruiting companies as well for corporate PR, right? Where we're not actually uh, interviewing them, but other people are. So those those have been um, fun and big projects to work with. But then other smaller ones, yeah, we, we've always um, been able to help them on one facet, either podcast or just a strategy or a couple of videos or interviews. And and we we just do stuff like this that, that interview and highlight uh, people and the movers and the shakers in the market. And, and that um, has has an effect as well. What about uh, um, any omiyage that you could give, uh, uh, you know, we're a company, we're getting started. What uh, what would you say one com- that companies could walk away and say they should implement this today? What would you recommend? Yeah, I, I think really just uh, highlighting somebody in their company, the higher up, the better, um, but somebody at the grassroots level as well, somebody that just, wh- whatever they do, just, ask them what they do and explain what they do. I think in terms of getting people, like if they are going to be hiring, like you said, on the retail side, or if they're going to be hiring a lot of these, like what's it like a day in the life Mm. of a retail store manager? That's great. Right? You could use your iPhone. You could just go like, hey, I'm on site today. We're opening a new store. Here's the thing. This has been, here's, here's the store manager. It's just things like that that are very, easy to do um you know it doesn't take that much time you have a couple of questions they just interview it just like we did today i think the struggle is you know getting it approved right and yeah you know, that's yeah. so the smaller organizations they shouldn't be afraid to do anything um but the bigger organizations you still shouldn't be afraid to do it just uh it just takes longer to get approval or budgets or something like that yeah yeah. Cool. Just to get to keep you on edge. And I got some quick fire questions to ask Uh-oh, you. Okay. Now I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. Now you're in trouble. So this is, uh, this has nothing to do with employer branding. This has to do with Brad, Brad, Ben, Brad, 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 Brandy. Dun, 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 Brad, branding. I'd say that three times fast. What has, what has been your favorite age so far? My f- <laughs> the previous one. what 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 is your go-to lazy dinner uh go-to lazy dinner uh that would be last night uh, a bag of cheetos and a a can of beer wow okay we'll have to we'll have to unroll that one sometime um now since we're in cooler weather finally what is your favorite thing to do in summertime uh i think these days camping that's been my uh, release. Uh, nice. How often do you floss? <laughs> Actually, more than I should, to be honest. Uh, uh, twice a day. Yeah. 
Wow. Okay. Uh, it, it, I don't know if you have a car, but if you did, which one would you drive? I just recently acquired a secondhand Mitsubishi Delica, and it's awesome. It's nice. loud. It's diesel. It's not really uh, environmentally friendly, but it's a fun car to drive. Somebody said for that in this day and age. If uh, what movie do you enjoy quoting the most? <laughs> um, oh, that would be a hard one. Maybe uh, Ron Burgundy. <laughs> well, Anchorman. Anch Anchorman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think the most recently the one what was it from from what is it Will Ferrell like uh, or no it wasn't Will Ferrell that said it but I think it was Stephen Carroll or something that well you know well that got out of hand quickly or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> that escalated yeah. quickly <laughs> probably these questions so uh, if you could be transformed into one animal what would you choose oh uh, a rat. I'm going to ask. Um, maybe it goes back to the beer and Cheetos. And yeah. last but not least, what is your favorite board game? Board game? Um, uh, Monopoly, actually. I, I really enjoy playing. Nice. Seems like a, a good rainy day kind of thing, Monopoly. Anything that I have not asked you today, Brad, that I, I should have uh, put out on the table that we had, should talk about? No, those are good. Um, well, I'll, I'll fire one back at you. Um, how's I did not know that you were a ukulele player. Yeah, <clears throat> where did that start? Oh, COVID. Yeah, that was a that was a COVID hobby. There were three or four COVID hobbies that I took up, and that one's the one that stuck. And so it's been um, since twenty twenty. Every day since uh, September in twenty twenty, I've been playing ukulele every single day. Wow. It's been a life-transforming thing. So, yeah, thank you for asking. So, cool. It's been a joy. Well, nice. No, thanks. Uh, I'm glad uh, to share insights on the industry and the market uh, with somebody like yourself. So thanks for having me. Well, thank you. And, and it's been a delight. And I hope that our listeners will go out and do more employee branding. It's so important. I think uh, just listening to how Brad and I stressed that it, it's anyone can do it it just uh, takes a bit of effort and consistency are probably two big things being genuine um and, and i think that's something that you had mentioned brad that's so important and then get to that point where calling you up and and asking you in to help them uh, get some strategy put together and maybe some content as well so thank you so much brad no thank you glad to do it Thank you.